0: Welcome back into The Mental Game where this week's guest is country singer Tana Matz.
1: That loss, you're the only one that really gets how shattering it is.
0: And in this episode, Tana opens up about chasing her childhood dream in country music, where she moved to Nashville and has been there for years playing in bars and restaurants, but now is going on tour and truly living out that dream. We talk about the ups and downs of the music industry, but also her personal life and her mental health, also relationships, all of that and much much more in this episode. But if you're loving the mental game, please like, subscribe, rate, review Tell your family. Tell your friends as we try to help as many people as possible with their mental health. But now it is time for the latest episode here on The Mental Game with Tana Matz. Welcome back into The Mental Game. As you can see, I'm joined by a very special guest, singer-songwriter here in Nashville, Nashville. Tana and You're actually a Cincinnati native. That's why I got yes. my Bengals gear on. Woo! We've known each other for a long time. Long
1: time. And This is
0: a nice reunion here on the it podcast. Really Thanks for is. having me. At, we're at your house. It's a beautiful yeah. space.
1: Oh, you're so sweet. And you have an off Thanks night. for coming here. Oh, yeah. I do have an off night. It's,
0: it's This it, is great. Do you miss playing on off night or... No. Okay. <laughs> you love music. We're going to get into that a lot in the episode. Uh, first thing I ask everyone on the mental game is what does mental health mean to you? And everyone has a different answer, whether it be something that, you know, they figured out at a young age, or maybe there's a traumatic event throughout their life that made them take more care of their mental health. But I'll ask you the same thing. What does mental health mean to you?
1: Oh man, that's, that's a big question. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, mental health is so different for everybody, um, individually. I think, I think these last couple years for me, um, mental health really played a huge role into that. And just, um, you know, just trying to like stay the path, um, and take like the good out of situations. Mm. I think that that's the easiest, that's the thing that's helped me the most is like, what good is here? Like there's good in everything. So does that answer the question? I think it
0: does. Oh, everyone has their own answer. So (laughs) you definitely answered the question.
1: Yeah. I think everybody's just got a different journey. And, Mm. um, you know, I think, I think no matter, no matter what you're in, like you can, you can find good and like come out of it somehow, some way, but it's, yeah, it's just different for everybody. Luckily, like I've done some therapy, um, I'm I'm not prescribed anything at this point in my life, but I think being alone for myself has mm-hmm. been really helpful that does, that doesn't seem like being like,
0: comfortable with yourself like being alone. Maybe
1: I well I think that I recharge really well when mm-hmm. I'm by myself. okay. Like when I can kind of cut out the world and really like sit with myself and say, why does this bother me? Yeah why is this triggering me? You know, like really ask myself those things and give myself the time to go into those things. Mm-hmm. I think that that's where I personally find the most healing. Because I've, I've, in my experience, when I've gone to therapists, I feel like they just agree with me. They're like, yeah. 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 Sounds yeah. Good. That's, valid. Out. that's valid. I'm like, okay, so everything I think is valid. How do let's we fix let's, it? let's go deep into this. <laughs> so yeah, that was probably a long winded answer to that question. <laughs> no,
0: it's, it's a good answer. We're going to dive a lot into mental health, obviously on this episode, but music is also a big thing for you. Music's like therapy for me, but I, for musicians, everyone yeah. I talk to, it's like therapy for them. Mm-hmm. When did you discover music being something that was more than just a song you'd hear on the radio. Like like as a kid, do you remember when you wow. first fell in love with music?
1: Oh my gosh, I I fell in love with I've always been in love with music. Mm-hmm. I think that the first time that I knew that I was I wanted to do something with it or that it it intrigued me was I was like 4 or 5 years old and I remember wow. seeing Britney Spears on the TV. Uh-huh. I think it was the Baby One More Time video. Yeah. And I looked at my dad and I said, "I want to do that." i wanted that's so cool it was either that or i started playing on my xylophone really early um i could like hear songs i could hear like oh this sounds like this and the first song i played was my heart will go on celine dion Mm -hmm. on my little xylophone so it was like one or it was either of those two but i think they were around the same time
0: do you remember just like that feeling of this is for me or this is what i'm meant to do
1: I think that that started for me when I was in high school. I had my very first heartbreak and I found so much healing in writing my very first song. Mm -hmm. I I guess like at that point, I didn't know how to reach out to people. I didn't know how to like ask for help with things. And so I was bottling a lot up. And when I released all of my thoughts and feelings in that, Mm -hmm. it was just like, whoa.
0: It was like therapy for you being able to write. I mean, you hear a lot of people talk about mental health like journaling. That's a very strong thing. Yeah, I think it's very do.
1: similar probably.
0: Yeah, and so for you going through that first heartbreak at what 14, 15, 16 years yeah, old, something like that. And just stupid boys. Right? And uh, <laughs> but it but it gives you this this peek into something that turns out to be one of your most powerful traits, passions uh, and what you do for a living now. Gosh, yeah.
1: Crazy, right? Yeah, it's, just insane.
0: And so, discovering that in high school and seeing that you can do this for a living, that can be a career—like, wh- how cool was that for you?
1: It's the biggest blessing I've ever had. I knew, like, when I was eighteen, I was making like a great living playing. I didn't know that I was making a great yeah. living at the time, like playing live. I didn't know the math. I was just like, look, mom, I mean like, you know. Five hundred bucks at this show, how cool, you know? Yeah. But then when I really did the math, and I was like, okay, if I did this like three times a week, like this is, I would be making more than what I'm going to school for, or what I plan to go to school for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, I never took that for granted. I always knew like this is kind of a rare thing to already have something that you love so much at a young age.
0: Right. Well, and you mentioned school there. How, how was that decision hard? With you know, you have this passion of music. But I believe you went into nursing. I did, and yeah. so, like, balancing those two things and deciding to go all in on the music and not take the, you know, well, let's healthcare professionals have a very, very, uh, you know, tough job, something they're passionate about, they're hardworking, crazy yeah. hours. Obviously, with 2020, it was crazy. Um, but those are two different career pass one's (laughs) something that a lot of people I know
1: why why did I do that
0: (laughs) (laughs) well it obviously paid off it did but it's like it's me I sat there I could have I could have worked in I don't know communications or or or, or been a a media director somewhere but instead I wanted to pursue sports reporting and be on camera like being a musician that's not your nine to five (laughs) that's not being a nurse like how hard was that decision for you
1: The decision to do both or like, okay. well, I think for me at the time it was easy because all I really wanted at that time was something that I could never not have a job with if I needed it. It was such a fallback plan. You know, it was like if I'm ever a if 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 I think anything's possible and you'll you'll find so many people in this town that will say if you have a, a, a B plan, like you're not into what you're a plan enough. Yeah. I think that that is ridiculous because mm-hmm. COVID happens.
0: Yep. And then what else are you gonna do?
1: Yeah, for me, I was like, this is exactly why I have this. It was the one job that if you wanted a job, you could go find it so easy. And, and so, you know, that was, I just, I think I chose nursing because I do love people. I care for people. Um. You know, I love, I'm a nurturer and I also have a science brain mm-hmm. and a science math brain too, as much as the, well, I think the creativity is more, but <laughs> when I, when you're going through school, you know, I was like, yeah. Oh, I love math. I love science. So I was the
0: complete opposite. <laughs> really,
1: yeah. I <laughs> yeah, believe it or not. I hated English. Like all the things that I use now every day. I'm like, yeah. that's so funny that that worked out the way. But for me, I was like, this is a very and and I I was able to go to school for very reasonable. I went mm-hmm. to since I ended up changing over to Cincinnati State. I got my degree for like ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I paid it off that year, you know. So yeah. it was like, here's a degree I can use, at, in any kind of probably like, um, catastrophic time, um, and. I'll never not have a job if I need it. Right. If for whatever reason, my vocal cords go out. If I'm a single mom or something, you know, the craziest situation happens, mm-hmm. I could survive.
0: But your music career started to really blossom. You're getting to play gigs at, at 18 around Cincinnati, around yes. Ohio. and Yeah. And yeah. do super cool things that yeah. people wait years and decades to do
1: yes i mean it was the and i did all of that i never stopped music i was always doing i really i've only really nursed probably with covid a year and a half of my life Mm -hmm. actually used that degree um it's expired now (laughs) (laughs) but i should probably you know keep it um but yeah the, the the beautiful thing about the music was that i really didn't need the be playing
0: well when music starts taking off for you and you're able to make it your career more than just and playing gigs around town that's a really cool thing to do and a lot of people do that in the music industry but it's
1: more lucrative than people actually realize too
0: yeah and 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 you're able to make a living do something you're passionate about But then to make the big step and move to Nashville (laughs) and really, really chase the dream at the doorstep of of country music, uh, how crazy was that? (laughs) How exciting, scary, walking through all those emotions.
1: Oh, man, that was a wild time of my life for multiple reasons. Mm -hmm. Like just personally wise, it was that was a, a, a wild ride, but it was a rude awakening. You know, you go from I grew up. In Reading, Ohio, Cincinnati. Yeah. And uh my grade school class, we had 17 people, boys and girls, you wow. know, so so coming from from that pond, you know, I felt like a good sized fish. Yeah. <laughs> you come here and you're like, Where am I? Yeah. And and I needed that really bad. There mm-hmm. was there was a lot of growth that came from that that was necessary for me.
0: Did you feel intimidated
1: oh yeah (laughs)
0: Yeah. well that's that you hear that a lot when it is you know musicians moving to la or actors moving to la or musicians moving to nashville people moving to be on broadway in new york city when you're a musician and you move to nashville to pursue a country music career what are those first few months like
1: what the heck do i do (laughs) who the heck do i talk to and how in the world am I going to survive here? <laughs> Just because
0: you have to make money. You everyone's have to make talented. Money. Like
1: it's, it's yeah. You you. It's where what the money that I was making, like say in Cincinnati, playing gigs or whatever. You don't. You can't make that here like that. I mean, I've I've dug my way to where I could, and yeah. like I I know where to go. But you definitely have to. You have to make very solid relationships here because there's so many of you. Yeah. And there's so many people willing to play for nothing, you know? Right. So it's like you really have to stand out and kind of create your your space, your place where it makes sense for a venue and you, and you just go for it, I guess.
0: Was there (laughs) any times that you did think about quitting music or moving back to Cincinnati when those first few months were probably a little rocky of trying to find gigs, make money. and No,
1: no. Well, and for me, I was a little luckier because I did buy my, my first property. Mm-hmm. And right when I moved here, I, I was determined. I was like, I'm not paying rent anywhere. I'm going to own. I'm going to let my property appreciate. And I'm going to, my roommates are going to pay my mortgage. mm mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I did. You're a business woman. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> She'd be on Shark Tank.
1: <laughs> Maybe one day. Um, <laughs> that would be awesome. But no, I, um, so I knew that I didn't have to make that much. You know, I was kind of here. It was kind of just like a time investment. It was yeah. like, you're living here for free. You need to make enough money to eat and do the things that you want to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that was kind of it.
0: From from then, so I was you, lucky. Yeah, no, and blessed, and blessed, lucky. I think it says blessed behind us. It's
1: everywhere in it, this house. It's <laughs>
0: one of my favorite words. I also like things that start with B because my name is Brandon. Yeah, um, but go B. There we go. Um, the the music when you start to see it like work for you and you're able to to. Have shows where people come out and sing your lyrics, or see the downloads go up, and or, or you know, I know like sounds weird, but you see people follow you more on social media, or, or, or recognize you, or, or tell their stories to you about how your music Gosh. relates to them. Yeah. How how powerful has that journey been? Because for me, watching from the outside, and I've known you for I think ten years now. These the, yeah, it is wild. We're old. Um, <laughs> no. These these last five years, it feels like you've really started. To to really take off.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's been fun to watch. That means a lot. That means a lot. Yeah, I mean, it definitely pays off. Um, it de- it 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 makes it really great. This last tour going out with Miss Alexandra K. I adore her. She's say
0: so you love one, her. She's I your BFF, I love her. Right?
1: I love her so much. Yeah. Yes, yes, that is a girl I would do absolutely anything in this world for. I just the moment I met her, I was like. I want to do whatever I can to just, you know, support and root her on. Um, but she was so kind to take me on a tour with her. Mm-hmm. And the first, the very first show, I was not ready for this. Uh-huh. I, it was a show in Detroit. Um, we were at a venue called St. Andrew's hall. It's a big venue, a lot like Bogarts yeah. in Cincinnati. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm used to playing to a room of fifty to hundred people. They'll sometimes they pay attention. So you know, sometimes it's dead quiet. Sometimes they're all talking. You know, it just uh, kind of yeah. it, it just depends. Um, but I literally when I say I got into the crowd's view with just my shoulder and my foot, and they went crazy. I mean, ah! <laughs> I'm like that's so. I'm like, is that because I they were because I did that, and they were like.
0: That's so cool. And then you
1: go out and they're just all singing. They, At the beginning of the tour, they weren't really singing my songs. I, I would see a few people I'm like, oh, they listened. They know the words of yeah. awesome. But then we would sing uh, the song that Lexi and I wrote. It was one of her first songs that uh, took off on TikTok. It was uh-huh. her first number one song on iTunes. Oh, wow. All genre. And so everybody knew the, all of the words to that. And we got to sing that. And just thinking like, we wrote this song like we one of it took I think it was either two or three writes. I'm thinking we wrote this song like in my kitchen table in Antioch Tennessee <laughs> and now here we are and they all know the words and there's people crying and like what's happening it really makes it all worth it for sure you know you're just like okay I'm so glad I just stuck it out and so that was a right I remember that was right I didn't know who Lexi was and and you you have a lot of those where somebody's like hey can you come hop in on this and you're like I'm tired I'd kind of like to just chill out today right. but I'm gonna say yeah because you just never know and that was one of those right and here we are I mean my life literally would not look the way it does if I hadn't said yes that morning
0: and you write that song now you perform it on this past tour you're going on tour again with her again how like when you're standing on stage and, and, and I love watching your, your videos on TikTok and Instagram and seeing the, the pure joy because just like <laughs> I'm passionate about what I do, you're just as passionate about it. Yeah. And so getting to hear and, and see people sing those lyrics back to you and it be such an emotional connection that you already said it, but that has to be exactly why you had this dream as a kid and now you're getting to live it to its fullest.
1: Yeah crazy to say that yeah the smile
0: on your face on your face says it all and 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 something that like I noticed too with your with your music and I want to get into the mental health side of this too with you is that you are a very um I don't know if open books the right word or emotional writer like you put your heart and soul into it which I think most musicians would say makes the best music yeah and that's because you've gone through different things in your life, um, whether it's been personal things, relationship issues, or, uh, you know, just different obstacles in life. And I've gone through a lot of relationship stuff myself, so I can understand the lyrics as well. But how do you balance personal life and music? Because they do mix and cross. And sometimes they make some of your best music. But on the flip side, because you're going through a really tough breakup or something bad in your personal life, you might not want to Go to the studio or go write?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a really great question. Um, you know, I think for for me, when I'm in relationships historically, I have put my career kind of to the side. Um, and that's something that moving forward I won't do. Yeah. I've just made that decision. Like, it's it's my career first and like. Or at least heavily still integrated in my life, yeah, um, and really prioritized, or I'm just by myself, you know. Um, so, I feel like a lot of times when I've exited those re- those relationships, I have so much that I want to get out that mm-hmm. while it is really hard for me, and I do feel you know depressed or just not in that place. I know that doing those things is going to be really healing for me. Yeah. So it, it does help. Um, And it's, and especially like this last relationship, my life, I, it was so, it was, um, my life was so unhealthy Mm -hmm. at that point that when it was over, it was immediately better. Like I felt a like relief, just like, right then and there whereas some of I feel like a lot of relationships and Lexi and I was we're talking about this today actually like um, you know a lot of relationships you know you're just heartbroken after this I was like I'm better like now and I, I hate saying that like mm-hmm. it it sucks to say but that that is the truth I was like I can be myself again and not feel like I'm getting the third degree or like right. I'm not walking on eggshells anymore I can just be me. So I think it's just kind of different mm-hmm. per situation, you know?
0: Well, and like for me, my, my relationship stuff was, it was like a toxic breakup and toxic relationship. And it sounds like you had maybe some of the same vibes or feelings or or just the mm-hmm. way the relationship ended. Mm-hmm. Um, And we, I you know, like we talked about before we started doing the podcast is that, we're not going to dive into specifics with relationships, but I think people can relate sure. to stories and they like to hear Absolutely. how you feel and how you get through it. And for me, I've always had this like alone feeling and I've dreamed of like, I thought I'd be married by 25 and have kids and I'm about to be 30 and I'm nowhere <laughs> <Yeah>. close to, <laughs> to being married or dating at all like, I don't even date anymore. Um, it's just, it, it's wild to look at your past and the things that you've gone through, because in those moments, they seem like the end of the world and you might be super depressed. Or for me, like I was suicidal after my last breakup and it was a really, really hard thing to go through. But once you get through that really, really low point in your life, you're able to look back and say, Oh, this wasn't healthy for me or this wasn't good for me. or I'm better being myself. Like how has that journey been for you? Because you've had a lot of ups with, with music. You've had some downs with music. You've had different things happen with relationships. Being able to weather that storm and finally be at a place where you're comfortable now, being by yourself and feeling like your true you, how powerful has that been for you? Oh
1: my gosh, so powerful! Like you said, you're like I don't even date anymore. I'm like <laughs> I mean me either. I have the dating apps on my phone, but oh, they no. they give me they give me the ick. Like I I, I think, finally
0: got off that crap. Oh, it's so okay. see bad. I still I
1: still have this anxiety that if I delete them, I'm like I'm gonna like miss out on like my future husband. So like me deleting them yeah, but how many makes dates me feel have you like got that? off
0: of hinge or bumble? Uh, I mean Are you a dateaholic holic on the dating apps?
1: I, I had like my moment where I was like going on like a date a week, but then I was Damn, like
0: you got it like that. I, I was got, like I, I was like
1: <laughs> I was like I don't have time for this. Like I gotta focus. You know yeah. I, I would find myself on the date thinking like I just wanna go home and work. <laughs> Right? <laughs> like, well, so and, and
0: I think when you're, stop. and this isn't like talking smack about anyone, you know, you and I, no, have we, don't, on, we don't,
1: we don't want to do that. We, that
0: we've been on dates with or dated, but like when yeah. you've been so close to like finding the person that you think you're going to spend the rest of your life with, or like for you, you've been married before it, it, it's really hard, even though you look back and there were some things that were wrong with that relationship, obviously why it didn't work out but it's really hard to like date when you've been that close to thinking you had oh, the one.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of like that whole thing where people are like, I can't believe I have to go back to dating and talk about my favorite color. You know, yeah, you're I'm, like, yeah. You're like, Oh, so, you know, it's just all the superficial stuff. You're yeah.
0: Like, well, and I, and I think this, it, it, I think it's something for me too. And I don't think I've really talked about this out there before is it's like you almost try to like find what you had in, in the person you're going maybe on a date with like, or that you're dating at the time, like stuff that you like. Yeah, liked. maybe. But like, sure, you're not gonna find that because it's a totally different person. And you're, I don't know if that makes any sense. No, to you, but. I
1: agree with that. I've definitely done that before. I've definitely done that before. I think me right now, I'm like not in that mindset though. Yeah. Like I, I might have my first crush right now. Like really? since everything. Yeah. I can't believe I just said that. All right. Well, it's but breaking it's, news it's in the de- mental it's game. definitely. A secret. <laughs> I said let's drop a name. Let's get, some, let's get some. <laughs> but, but like this crush or whatever is like so different than anybody that I've ever entertained ever. Have you guys? And that's why I like it.
0: All right. Well, we're gonna get. He it. doesn't
1: even know I have a crush. Oh, him.
0: okay. All right. But, well, then that's.
1: But you know, but it's. I didn't hear why it's cool is that I didn't think that I could ever like somebody ever again. That's how, that's how much I loved my ex. Like Mm -hmm. I, he, he, I literally told him like, if something were to happen to you, I don't think I'd ever be with somebody else. And I meant it Mm -hmm. like you're it. Like this is, this is all I've ever wanted until it was all I didn't think it was. Right. (laughs) But, but um so for me to have a crush is like whoa right i actually like it still works yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: well, uh, <laughs> like
1: this is such good news
0: <laughs> well i'm excited for you <laughs> Thank and that you. that's like for people listening and watching <laughs> that proves the point of like you can be heartbroken and go <sighs> through the toughest shit but then also yeah. still have that that hope in the end or get over it and find something new i, I do think it's important to touch on past because people listening can relate to 100%. things things that, that you've been through yeah you've been married twice correct i have how old were you the were you the first time you got married
1: i think i was 23
0: when you go back to yeah. to look at yourself at 23 getting married what what like what can you think about that and that relationship yeah. i guess
1: yeah you know i i I look back at her, the twenty-three year old girl, and I—if I could say something to her now, I would just say, "You don't even know yourself yet. Mm-hmm. Like you don't you—you you please see your full potential before you do things like this." And and that's—and he—he honestly was a really great person. Mm-hmm. We just once I could see my potential, we were going in absolute opposite directions you know he kind of wanted more of like a small town life which i love too but he would have been very unfulfilled had i brought him here and i would i mean i would go home for the weekends and i would love to be back home and you know i i love being a homemaker too i love cooking and gardening yeah. and you know i love all of those things but i would i would feel so empty when i would go home because i'd yeah. be like i'm also not pursuing what I feel so called to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was really kind of a mutual thing.
0: I think there's a lot of people in relationships that are afraid to pick themselves and their passion and what they want to do just because they're comfortable in the situation they're in. What gave you that um ability and motive on your own to be able to break away from that? Because I think a lot of people get comfortable and just live that way for months years decades in relationships
1: you know one of the i think the thing that drives me and really always has in like my decision making is when you're 80 one day and you you're looking at your family and your grandkids Mm -hmm. if if that's something that you're blessed to have but you're looking back on your life right do you feel like you gave what you wanted your all or did you not right because at that point there's no going back and, you know, so I think that I, I think I looked at that and was like, I'm going to be so sad. I'm going to feel like even, if, even if I don't go anywhere with it, yeah, I have to know I tried.
0: Right. Well, and you're doing it and you take that step, you move to Nashville, you pursue music and then you get married again and Dumb girl. I, look, I'm not here. I'm <laughs> no. not Doctor Phil. I'm no. just. I'm just trying to help you know people that listen that have yeah, been through
1: absolutely different relationships. No, this is so good.
0: Um, this is so good. What, what <laughs> felt right? What felt wrong in that relationship? Why? How? How long was there between the two marriages?
1: There was four years, five years between the two.
0: Before I forget, yeah. Do you just fall in love? easy I'm not discrediting those relationships but are you I'm a very big romantic person I feel like I fall really hard Um, would you think that about you I
1: fall easy I don't think I do I don't think I don't know I guess it's so subjective yeah Um, I didn't mean
0: to ask that in a weird way but I don't
1: fall in love easy now I can tell you that yeah um (laughs) yeah you get get heartbroken like that and
0: it's I'm the same boat I I
1: here's here's the thing here is what it is I see people's potentials. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I, when I, when I see someone and I'm like, they're amazing or how they can be, I fall in love with that. Yeah. You know, I smart people and just talented people. I'm like, they're incredible. So I, I think maybe that's, that's part of it
0: yeah well and that wasn't me trying to be like hey you've been married twice and you fall yeah like, no. fall in love easy no I just- but i do
1: love love i love the idea of having a beautiful partnership i love the idea right. of working together with somebody and creating a family and mm-hmm. you know um being role models for people you know i i, I may so yeah maybe i am like a hopeless romantic was. I'll put I don't myself know. in that
0: category. Yeah. I don't
1: know. I don't know if I'm there again <laughs> or I guess we'll find out. But I do know that moving forward, it has to look different for me.
0: For yeah. Sure. Well, and how did the way those two relationships ended and affected you, how, how did that like change your look on relationships? Because it sounds like um, you oh. had to come to a realization that those weren't good for you. And yeah. maybe... Your last relationship was toxic in the end?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so your question was how did how has that
0: changed your outlook, I guess on relationships or how how you date or
1: oh yeah, <laughs> it definitely has I think I think the last one really made me um, well both both, but I think it I think I started figuring it out prior to my last relationship, but I think what really, what I, what I have now that maybe now the nail's just like really in the coffin is listening to my own intuition, mm-hmm. not other people. I read this book and it said that women, women before making a decision will ask every other woman, every other woman like what they should do. And yeah. they don't listen to themselves. It's so true. You'll be like, um, he sent this text, like, should I say this? Or is it is it normal that I feel this way? Like, would you feel this way? And it's like, Well, do you feel that way? That's you're allowed, yeah, it's very valid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. And I think I think more than just women are that way, but uh, I know that I was that person for sure. So I just started realizing, like, hey, you need to start listening to yourself because there were things that, um I wish I listened to that. I knew like this is, you might be in danger. Mm -hmm. And I gave myself logically like every reason why I wasn't because I wanted it to work. You know,
0: you use the word danger. Um, I just want to unpack that.
1: Yeah. And you know what? That's probably the wrong word for that. It was probably more like, this might not be the right thing for you, but you're like, thanks for singing on that. Too. I really want it to be the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I will make excuses. <laughs> yeah, no, I, think, I think that's
0: very common in relationships that you want to work. Um, of course. I, I want to point out a post that you put out there on social media. I think it was a month or two ago now where you opened up about the last two years of your life and it had a lot to do with, past relationship, other personal struggles you've had. Why do you feel like it's so important for you to be open about your emotions?
1: I think it's, well, in that moment, I knew that I was, I was silencing myself for a long time because I didn't want to make anybody else feel uncomfortable where I knew that I was going to be writing and getting creative with my life and what had happened and I was going to be putting it into song for people. So I wanted, I wanted some, I wanted people to have somewhere to go to like see, okay, this is what this is coming from. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, and also like the amount of, I was so scared to post that. Like I, I am almost shaking thinking about how scared I was to post it because a, I didn't know how, certain people would react to it, but I had to stop thinking like I had to realize like, this is, this is my perspective. Mm -hmm. This is my truth of this. And other people are only going to heal, heal. And you're only going to help people if you're just honest about it. Right. Because it, you know, it's such a dark, yucky topic that most people just hide and that's why we all feel so alone is just there's like just a lack of transparency Mm -hmm. so yeah that was that was why I felt like I had to do that. I
0: respect you a lot for putting that out there because it does help when people can feel relatable to their favorite musician or just a friend or a family member. Um, I want to ask you what was your hardest moment with your mental health?
1: Hmm. What was the hardest moment? I would say, well, it was probably during my last relationship. Um, I have to think about how I want (laughs) to, how I want to, um, say it. Uh, it was probably in that and my faith. Cause I'm, I've always been such a, 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 God girl. Yeah. Um, I think it was a moment during where I was like, if this is what God wants, I don't know if that's my God. Like, yeah. So mm. it was that moment where I was just like, a, I wasn't sleeping. I was, I was like physically ill, um, What I thought was like my going to be my the rest of my life in my fairy tale and my happily ever after turned not to be to be so happy at all. And not only that, my faith, that was like my rock Mm -hmm. all my life was just shaken. And I, I was at the point where I was like, I don't know what's real anymore. I don't know what I believe in or anything.
0: In your last relationship, one of the things that you opened up about was that you were pregnant. Yeah. Um, walk me through those emotions of, of, finding out that you're going to be a mom oh, man. and then heartbreaking news of that not happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was probably, that was definitely one of the hardest things I've ever gone through. Um, I think that that's the worst, like acute pain that I've ever, not physically, but emotionally, Mm -hmm. just like the moment you find out it is like your whole world's just shattered, you know? Um, Finding out I was going to be a mom was like the most exciting thing ever. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I was like, immediately I went into like, hustle mom mode and I was like I'm gonna write all these songs and I'm gonna release all this stuff because I gotta show my kid that like they can do anything that they want in life and you know you would think that I'd be like nesting and like oh I'm just gonna settle down now no I was like I'm gonna go be like superstar mom right <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and um it was uh It was, it was really exciting. I've always wanted to be a mom. I hope that maybe one day I get that opportunity, but I I am honestly very thankful that I got to have that little bit of time with, you know, he or she or whatever it was. Like I, like I told you before, I, I knew that I was pregnant like two, I could just, I knew that I was pregnant like two weeks before you could even detect it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that first test was like negative, And I was like, it's wrong. <laughs> Give it like two days. It'll be right. <laughs> like, I mean, it was just it was really like a very spiritual experience for me. And I'm while I wish that I was a, a mom today and sometimes I still feel that way. You know, I'm like somewhere out there, there's, you know, the energy of what was going to be my kid. Um, I'm I'm glad that I got to experience that, but I do know that my life would not look how it is now. And I'm very, very, very thankful for where I am now, but But, still hard.
0: Yeah, no, and life's (laughs) all about perspective, but I have to imagine, what what were you told? How difficult was that news and and those days afterwards?
1: Oh my gosh, it's the loneliest thing ever because everybody, nobody's ever going to understand unless they've gone through it how heartbreaking it is because and to you know even for like a father in that situation there it's not in their body for them you're just pregnant there's no like baby yet for yeah. i think for a guy that there's there's no baby until it's born that's mm-hmm. like the moment that they feel like they become a father yeah but you immediately become a mother you're like oh my whole life is revolved around this now like yeah my diet's changing my vitamins are changing my, you know you immediately go into like i'm protecting my kid yeah so um that loss you're the only one that really gets how shattering it is because every everybody else too um is kind of like well you're you're not married so it's kind of a good thing i that that's one of the things i had people literally tell me um you know well God just couldn't bless it because you're not married. You know, the things that you hear from people are like, I'm sorry, what did you just say? (laughs) Like, it's, it's, it's a really, it's a strange, it's a strange battle.
0: Did those comments eat (laughs) at you when you just had the most heartbreaking news?
1: I'm just like, I'm just not going to talk to you much anymore. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, that's not the kind of energy that I want in my life.
0: Well, you have some of the most positive energy I've ever ever (laughs) been around. If you're watching at home, you see the smile. If you're listening, you hear the laugh. Oh, you're so sweet. I try to be. Um, (laughs) uh, But I do mean that. And and I'm so happy for you that... You too, though. Oh, thank you. Um, We're just going to sit here and compliment each other the whole show. (laughs) Um, But I'm so happy for you that life has taken a better turn when it comes to your music, you being happy, being single, being yourself loving you and loving your career. Um, what's next for you? How, how are you looking to tackle the next, uh, step in your career?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we're going back out on tour. Um, Alexandra invited me to come open for Let's her. Go. More. So excited. We're so excited. Um, you know, I, before the whole tour started and everything, I'd just been writing songs and, um, <clears throat> You know, part of the game is having, like, the finances to do it. Um, right. And so, you know, like, just kind of got myself in, like, a, a place where I can be consistent with cre- the creation of the music because mm-hmm. it's not cheap. And, um, you know, so I, just learning about marketing and all, all of the things that I've kind of been missing pieces on. Sure. Um, I've just been focusing on creating good art that I really believe in getting it out there, being consistent with it. And I'm so excited for that. And just writing, writing has really, when I moved here, I didn't think that I liked writing as much as I thought that I did, but I have really fallen in love with it since. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna work hard and see where the path takes me. Well, it always surprises me.
0: <laughs> well, it's been a good surprise the last couple of years watching you and, and you and Alexandra on tour together have been crushing it. If you There's don't follow Alexandra or her on um, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, like go do it because it's so inspiring to see you two uh. living your dreams out there. And I so thought I just wanted to ask two more questions. One, uh, dream wise, goal wise, is there something that's out there that is still in that? young girl that fell in love with music that you still want to go accomplish
1: I would love to play the Grand Ole Opry at some point <laughs> Yes I love that I've actually never really said that to anybody but I would I've had a, I've had an original song at the Grand Ole Opry Yeah Alexandra did that um that was actually a really crazy thing and I talked about that during um my set on the tour but I found out that she was going to sing at the Grand Ole Opry and she was going to sing our original song two days before the divorce was final with my last relationship and she sang like two days after, I mean it was really kind of the most cool like spiritual timing to me because at that point I'm like, God has to hate me because that's all I really heard was, you know, like this isn't godly of you and, you know, so I'm like, oh, my life's probably going to crumble now, you know, because they're probably right. And, you know, so getting that that call and, and it just divinely happening around that was such a turning point for me and was like all of the hope that I needed. Like, OK, you've now been divorced two times and you're not even 30 yet. Like way to go (laughs) like you know like this this just sucks but to have that timing happen it was like god saying i still love you here's like the best thing that's ever happened to you literally it was crazy so that really i needed that um i mean i think i'd be fine i'd I'd still be here yeah but it's life-changing motivation isn't it it was it was life-changing motivation that I mean, I will never forget it. And I'm just, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that that happened that way. Really, it changed my outlook with everything. And you know how I said I didn't really know God. And I was just like, well, I don't know who that is anymore. Like what life is. I was like, I know exactly who he is. It's exactly who I thought he was.
0: That's an amazing story of of something that you think is going to crush you and and might have in that moment. But then you're able to find something beautiful out of it. It's like, you know, I was so depressed and suicidal and and didn't know what to do with life anymore. And then I found a new path with with the podcast yes. and being able i'm to so stuff.
1: proud of you oh, thank this is you. just like it's the coolest <laughs> thing we were we were talking about this before but i'm like i'm such a fangirl like i just <laughs> like like send me anything you post because i just want to like like favorite comment woo you know like let's go <laughs> you wanna, need my hype i'm right? on yes like that's what friends should do yeah i'm like it's it's clicking buttons like you don't even have to text me or call me or like ask about my life like just
0: like, just like retweet repost so share uh, It's so easy. shout out debbie my mom i call her by her Go first deb. name deb has been my number one fan you can be number oh, two if you want uh-huh
1: um, sure. i got you i got but, you uh
0: that is so cool for us to be able to see each other grow support yeah. each other and that's been super cool for me um one last thing i want to ask is advice to someone that wants to follow your footsteps and and maybe is an aspiring musician in high school or in mm. college or just moved to Nashville <laughs> what advice do you give to them
1: ooh gosh this this business is so complex
0: yeah
1: um choose your circle wisely i think that's you know with anything yeah um be around people who see the good in you who mm-hmm. speak life into you because the opposite can slow you down and get in your head and Make you stop so fast. Um, so surround yourself with good people. Hone in on your craft. You know, like I think writing is really important. It depends what you want to do. You know, there's so many things you can do. You can go be a backup singer. You could yeah. um, do all kinds of things. But if, if you are going to be an artist and you're going to write your, your, your music, um, go, go get uncomfortable. Go be really uncomfy and learn from it. Mm-hmm. throw yourself into the tough stuff and just learn to, I don't want to say deal with it. Cause that sounds just so like get over it kid. But right. I mean, it's a tough business. I was such a delicate flower coming into this. I was so sensitive and, you know, just like, Oh, you know, they said that they don't like how I sound, you know, <laughs> and they're like, Oh, you know, it's the end of the world. But it's, I was just on a, on a live, um, when I was with AK and AK is Alexandra, um, when we were on tour and somebody had gotten on my live and was like, you're nothing. Or you might've actually been on it during oh, that. On TikTok yeah, the yeah. yeah, yeah. Somebody was being mean and you know, and it's just like, at some point you're just like,
0: Who it's cares? just words, yeah. you know,
1: like what you think of me is truly none of my business. Right. And, and you just, I think that's a tough place to get to. You know, that takes a lot of, especially for me, I grew up like a little delicate flower. Like I Mm -hmm. said, you know, so under a rock and protected and whatnot. It's just, you know, getting some thick skin. And uh, yeah, I think just getting yourself uncomfortable.
0: Well... You've done a very good job at that.
1: (laughs) You have (laughs) too. You have too. Trying
0: my best. This has been so fun to get to talk to you and have you on the show. Thank you for doing this.
1: Thanks for having me. And I can't wait to
0: see you. You're awesome. I can't. We just hype each other up the whole show. I know. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. All right. Love it. Good having you on. And we'll see everybody right back here next week on The Mental Game. And that was an amazing conversation with Tana. Like you heard right there, we have stayed in touch over the years, and I am so proud of her. It's been awesome to watch her achieve her dreams in country music. And once again, Alexandra Kay is taking Tana on tour right now. They are coming to cities all across the country. I'll be seeing her live next week here in Cincinnati. So if you have a chance to watch her and Alexandra live in concert, Go ahead and grab your tickets. You can find them on Tana's social media pages. Coming up next week, right back here on The Mental Game, it is another surprise guest, but your one hint this week, it is a college basketball coach. That is your one hint, and we'll see everybody right back here next week on The Mental Game.